Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce and Joyce. We're here. We're recording this on Wednesday, but Oscar voting is happening right now as you're watching this. Welcome to March. We did it. It's March. We're still talking about these same movies. Uh, we're at a year, a Mar- March of last year was when Everything Everywhere first uh, debuted. Yeah, well, it it hit South by Southwest. Yes. So and a then full year. It's opening weekend uh, was the weekend of last year's Oscars. So full circle. Incredible. So we're still talking about that. But Oscar voting is happening, Joyce. And, and as you pointed out, the LA Times has already published an anonymous ballot, uh, anonymous voters... Yeah, two days ago. Two days ago. No time to wait. We're, it's like, it, it reminds me how uh, it used to be industry standard to say, oh, we're going to write the, here's what happened at the end of Marvel movie or deleted scenes or, you know, post-credit scenes uh, on like the Monday of after release. And now they're out the Thursday morning because uh, nobody cares anymore. They're just like, we're putting it out. Get okay, the there's, there's previews. Yeah. People are going to be Googling. You want yeah. to get that SEO. So, so. so the LA Times going for the SEO, it seems. For the anonymous ballots the the other uh trades have not posted their anonymous ballots yet most people including us uh run it after vote and close as to not influence right. voters because you know yeah everyone everyone's reading these secret ballots all sure. nine thousand nine thousand <laughs> almost ten thousand academy members so here are three uh academy members uh that the la times talked to and i gotta say much less offensive than i'm used to just reading this I mean, we we know where those usually come from. Maybe the older members, the academy. Uh, but here, I, I got, so the the top line takeaways from this, the LA Times, uh, the headline: If you're googling, three Oscar voters share their super secret ballots. Not that secret because they're in the pages of the LA Times. Uh, big fans of Tar. Yeah, um, Todd Field got three votes here. Three for three. Stop the count. So. I mean. <laughs> I've said all season, we made this case that Todd Field could win Best Director, but he hasn't won a single thing. So it seems ridiculous to pick against the Daniels for Best Director at this point. No, I mean, listen, if you're changing your your entire predictions based on <laughs> three, like 20 ballots, uh, you have bigger problems. So <laughs> uh, I believe so, uh, but I'm not going to change it, certainly. But I think he could have, I think he's still second. I think I still have him in second in my picks. I don't even know where I have him anymore, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that <laughs> one's, we, we already called that one. We all call best picture. Uh, Cape Blanchett got a lot of votes here. Not a lot of mentions for Michelle Yeoh. Uh, Andrea Riseborough got a mention here. Colin Farrell, a couple of mentions, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and then Barry Keoghan had some love and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And Angela Bassett. And so it, it kind of, it, it's confirming all the suspicions we have of maybe like people are going to be like, Jamie Lee Curtis should have an Oscar. Angela Bassett should have an Oscar. And then the whole international wing of the Academy is like, Carrie Condon's the best, so I'm going to vote for her. That's what it feels like to me. Um. Oh, and then like this this last person, who is this one? This one is a uh, an actor, a woman in her 50s. Uh, she also loved Austin Butler, but... She says it's difficult not to vote for Austin Butler because I adored Elvis, but I think he's going to be back in the Oscars again in the near future. And that kind of thinking is just bad because you don't know what's going to happen to him 
or how people are going to vote in the future. You know, somebody I forget. Like, where you I might never make it back. So if you like him right now, just vote for him right now. I forget where who I was reading. One of the pundits had a breakdown of the SAG Awards, and they were like, uh, "Brendan Fraser's speech made sure to mention that uh, this is a once in a lifetime role, which is like a code, a dog whistle to be like, I'm never getting nominated again." And I guess for Austin Butler, you could think like maybe he would, but I don't think they vote that way either. I don't actually think people care. I don't think they're like, I'm not going to vote for Austin Butler because he get nominated again. No, I, I do think that's a factor when people are thinking about things because like you do think like this person just said, you know, like he's young, like he'll, he'll have more chances. And he said, you don't know if he'll have more chances. You don't know right. what's going to happen. So if you think he should win now, just vote for him. <laughs> I kind of think that in that case, it would. I think for someone like Kate Blanchett, I wonder if they're, if you were torn between Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett, let's say, I could see you going Michelle Yeoh because you're like, Kate Blanchett could be here every single year, even though I think most people would agree Tar is maybe the best performance she's ever given. She could easily just give something as good or slightly worse that is an Oscar worthy performance like two years from now. And then we'll be like, ah, oh, Kate Blanchett back again. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, like people are thinking about that. So, but if one of these performances is your favorite, just vote for it right now. Right. Like you don't know what's going to happen to either of them. They could both come back. Right. They could, neither of them could come back. So. I think there's more of a chance in Best Actor that neither of those men come back than there is in Best Actress personally, uh, just based on how the industry seems to work and their careers. So (laughs) I would say like, if you're a big Austin Butler fan, you should maybe vote for him now and not bank on him coming back again. Uh, yeah you have no idea what's going to happen like uh so that's that's that joy so now anything else there nothing we we talked about our picks nothing's really changed i'm still going my for acting and I, maybe i'll go one for four here but i have austin butler uh michelle yo now i did switch carrie condon and uh kiyu kwan um uh, I don't think I'm going to be touching it again until next week. So yeah. I don't, I'm not one of those people who constantly changes their predictions anyway. So yeah, I haven't changed a lot because there's not a lot to change choice. No, this seems so. pretty. A lot of these are very set. It seems uh, speaking of predictions. Now we're going to go through five different sets of predictions this weekend. It's really, we're hitting the home stretch. This is it. So you got to load it up. We're going to start with the Spirit Awards, then we'll do the Cinema Audio Society Awards, the American Society of Cinematographers, the Ace Eddie Awards, and finally the Writers Guild Awards. And Joyce, we're going to be doing a live broadcast during the Writers Guild Awards, which is not broadcast on TV. No, but it's a bi-coastal ceremony. It's great. So we'll be on, on, on YouTube.com, I guess, slash Gold Derby, like the SAG Awards were on sure, YouTube.com yeah. slash uh, <laughs> on Sunday night. But we'll talk about that later. We can start with the Spirit Awards, Joyce, which I like to call the Everything Everywhere All at Once Awards. So as I was telling you before we started, I thought I had not done these predictions at all. And then I loaded it up and it turned out I did back in November when the nominations were announced that like a million years ago. And then I looked at them and I was like, I don't really need to change much here because I had Everything Everywhere winning basically everything already. So I did make like one change which was moving Andrea Riseborough up Interesting. a couple slots. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. What is the record for a single movie winning SAG Awards? Do you happen to know? You're really good at- SAG or Spirit Awards? The Spirit Awards, sorry. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Because I, whatever the record is, let's see. Most <laughs> Spirit Award wins ever. Uh, I would say this uh, sh- movie will take uh, break the record. That would be my- I guess. Well, the thing is, they now have gender neutral categories. So if they still had the four, it would win three. Yes. <laughs> so let's just go through. I haven't, so it even, it would even more awards if they had the separate categories, is mm-hmm. what you're saying. Uh, okay. Best picture. The nominees are Everything Everywhere, Tar, Women Talking, Bones and All, and Our Father, the Devil. And I have Everything Everywhere all at once winning. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Nothing. It's clearly <laughs> going to win. It's it's obviously going to win here. Uh, I have Tar. This is second. also um, the people who vote. Anyone can vote. You just have to pay the fee. Sure. Like it's basically like the film Twitter awards. So. Okay. Yeah. So then, no wonder I have it winning seven Spirit Awards. Uh, next up, the director award: the Daniels, Todd Field, Sarah Polly, uh, Kogonada, and Helena Ryan. And I have 
to Daniels. Same. Todd Field in second. Congratulations to the Daniels. Another win. Uh, next up, best lead performance. As you said, gender neutral. Nominees are Michelle Yeoh, Kate Blanchett, Paul Muskell, uh, Mia Goff, Taylor Russell, Jeremy Pope, Aubrey Plaza, Andrea Riseborough, Dale Dickey, and Regina Hall. Solid list of nominees. And I have Michelle Yeoh winning. As do I. And I think this, um, you know, if they they had the the gendered categories, obviously Paul would be winning after. So this is probably very hard for them. Not so, that hard. Choos- choosing between, I know, but like there are two faves here. I know, Some but not that hard. Michelle Yeoh and Paul Mescal, come on. <laughs> Paul Mescal definitely would win, but uh, Michelle Yeoh is obviously Yeah, winning. so I moved, I, I had Andrea in 10th in November, so I moved her up to 7th. I think I have her in 9th. I'm just sticking <laughs> to it. Uh, supporting performance. The nominees are Kiyu Kwan, Brian Tyree Henry, Jamie Lee Curtis, Nia Haas, Gabrielle Union, Mark Rylance, Theo Rossi, Brian Darcy James for a movie called The Cathedral, Travante Rhodes for Bruiser, and Jonathan Tucker for Palm Trees and Power Lines, which is finally out, it seems, now. Uh, but it's a Spirit Award nominee this weekend. And I have Kiyu Kwan winning for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Again, nothing to say. Um, I did move a JLC up a spot now that she is an Oscar nominee and a SAG Award winner. So I have her in third. I have Brian Tyree Henry in second. I have BTH in second too. I have Nina Haas, my girl, Nina Haas in third. Nice. So. I have Gabrielle Union in fourth, actually. That Not never... a lot of love for the inspection. No, I never took. A24 yeah. was too busy with their other wildly successful awards contenders to mm-hmm. focus seemingly as much on the inspection. Uh, so that's every award so far uh, going to everything everywhere. Uh, picture, director, lead performance, supporting performance. Next up, we have breakthrough performance. The nominees are Stephanie Sue. Frankie Corio for Aftersun, uh, Grazia Filipovic for Marina, Lena, Lily McHenry for Palm Trees and Power Lines, and Daniel Zolradi for Funny Pages. And I have Stephanie Sue winning for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, and if they, again, had the gendered categories, I think Stephanie would probably win Supporting Actress. Yes. And then Frankie could win Breakthrough. Yes. But not... not- not how it's going to shake out. So that's now six awards for everything everywhere all at once. Picture, director, performance. That's five. Oh, that's five. Six is next. The screenplay one. I'm so sorry. Uh, for screenplay, everything everywhere. Women talking, Tar, Catherine called Birdie, and After Yang. And I have everything everywhere winning. Congratulations. So they could go Sarah Polly here and just spread mm-hmm. the wealth. Wouldn't be surprised if it got, if it won there and very easy to imagine it winning because everything everywhere is going to win already five awards like we said including the daniels so they don't need necessarily to win best screenplay but i think that nobody cares and they're just gonna vote for everything everywhere all at once i just don't i don't know <laughs> again you could join and so, vote so if you really love women talking if you're those tsa agents who were shamed by sarah polly in her vanity fair story this week uh, who rolled their eyes at women talking and you want to make amends you could sign up now to vote i guess is what you're saying. I don't know what, what the, the voting period was for this. I don't know. I mean, did it overlap with women are talking? I don't know. I don't know. What about women be talking? That's the sequel. Got it. Uh, for best first feature, here is one where everything ever cannot win. Uh, the nominees are After Sun, The Inspection, Emily the Criminal, Marina, and Palm Trees and Power Lines. And I have After Sun winning with Emily the Criminal rising, but I don't think it's enough to win. No. Um, and I have to inspection in third. Same. Uh, next best documentary. This one's interesting because not a lot of the, the two Oscar phase right now are Navani and fire of love. I would say they're not here. Nope. So the nominees are all the beauty in the bloodshed, all that breathes riotville USA, a house made of splinters and midwives. And I have all the beauty in the bloodshed winning against its two other Oscar nominees, all the breathes and a house made of splinters. What do you think? Same. Not super confident in this at all. Um, I am like probably like 70% confident. What would you say would Just win because, if this? Uh, I have all that breeze in second, but I think there is a lot of support for all the beauty. Yeah. So. Same. Yeah. Best international film. The nominees are St. Omer. 
Return to Soul, Corsage, Joyland, and Leonore will never die. And I'm going for an upset here, Joyce. I have Return to Soul. Wow. Um, a lot of good choices here. I, I also thought about Joyland mm-hmm. um, and Corsage, but I just uh, kept it the same that I had in November with St. Omer. I feel like St. Omer, uh, the, the noise around it has dimmed and Return to Soul is a recent theatrical release. So it's it's kind of picked up in the last month or so. And people really do like that movie a lot. People like all these movies. It's a true. Lot, so I don't think that really matters. Uh, next up, Best Cinematography. Another not a shocking exclusion of everything everywhere. It must have just maybe that it's it, it got lost in the shuffle here. But the nominees are Tar, After Sun, Pearl, Marina, and Neptune Frost. And I have Tar winning. Same. After Sun in second. So. Yes. Uh, best editing. And here we have our seventh win for Everything Everywhere, for me at least. The nominees are Everything Everywhere, Tar, After Sun, Marcel the Shell, and The Cathedral. And as I said, Everything Everywhere, I have winning. Yes. So that's seven spirit um, awards. Yeah. Incredible. A sweep. And that's it. Congratulations, Everything Everywhere, at the 2023 Everything Everywhere Awards. Um, yeah, it's... Will it win more than seven at the Oscars? Can it can it win seven? So right now I have it winning at the Oscars. Uh hang on. I hit the wrong button and the website's messed. Okay. Because most uh best picture winners don't win more than four. In, in recent times. Yeah. Yeah. The preferential ballot era. So so I have everything ever winning picture director actress supporting actor that's four i also have it winning original screenplay it's five i have a winning best editing is six and that is where it ends for me so hurt locker won six so i think it could first win year one. of i think it will win six uh and i could see it if you wanted to say it was going to win more i mean if they go wild for this movie it would win costume design probably and score or song, but I don't know. I'm not ready to go there. I still think it, there are other alternatives that are very popular as well in those categories. So, um, I don't have a winning costumes, but song in. Uh, I don't think I. I don't. Mm, I think score is probably all quiet by now, but song is open. The so song is open. The argument against it is that This Is The Life is not a great, memorable track. But also, none of these really are, except for Not To, Not To, which I just feel like the buzz is... They're trying to bring the buzz back. Uh, It's going to be in theaters, I believe, tomorrow, maybe. They're doing an RRR uh, reunion, basically, in theaters around the country to get buzz back as voting is happening, get it on the social media feeds, people cheering in the aisles. So they're trying, and it could still win. It's definitely the most exciting song in the group. But everything everywhere is so beloved. I just think that people are going to go down the box and just be like, yep. I mean, we've talked about this, that not to not to is just serving Husevic. Yeah. So All right. Next choice. So it used to be you win the Spirit Awards on, it was the win the Spirit Awards on Saturday, lose on Sunday. Now this year it's going to be win the Spirit Awards on Sunday and then win the Oscars on Sunday. Yeah, but eight days later. Not the next day. <laughs> no. Uh, the Cinema Audio Society Award choice. Pass. Here are the nominees in film, live action, sound mixing. Top Gun Maverick, All Quiet on the Western Front, Elvis, Avatar, The Way of Water, and The Batman. And I have an upset here, Joyce. I have Elvis winning. Why did you read that so fast? I don't know. Were you trying to go for like a world record? No, I was a Micro Machines guy. Remember that guy? <laughs> Um, I have Top Gun. Top Gun's first in the odds. I went with Elvis because like mixing is, in my mind, a great, uh, a lot of music in mixing. Yeah, I have Elvis in third and All Quiet in second. So that's so. how it breaks down in the, in the odds. I, to me, if this was it, if there was sound mixing category, the Oscars this year, Elvis would win. Yeah. So that's why um, I have it winning here. <laughs> I I just 
have well so top gun won the golden reel so if it wins this i'll just keep it for sound right but um i guess i don't know even if like all quiet wins i might still do top gun so i guess i'm trying to figure out with this category this is a this is funny this year because there are three movies that could win i think at the oscars and if there were two separate categories elvis would definitely win one of them and then probably Top Gun or All Quiet would win the other one to me. And I just can't figure out which has the most weight and how will people think about it. You know what I mean? Like it's like sound editing would probably have been Top Gun or All Quiet. And I could actually make the case that All Quiet would win sound editing over Top Gun. It was a separate category. And then mixing, I think Elvis would win no problem. So how do they blend together into one category and then who wins? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think the now that it's one category with sound i think you notice it more just if you're not in this the if you're not a sound mixer or engineer if you're not in a sound branch i think you're just like regular people or if you're in another branch i think that the sound in top gun maverick and even like all quiet a war film you notice that more whereas um a movie a music-based movie like elvis you primarily hear the music so you don't think of it as a soundy movie. Right. But I I don't know. I think, I guess we'll see. I, I think you might be right. But um, anyway, that's why I put Elvis here because I'm like, it's definitely the mix. I mean, I'm not even thinking about this until like the winners. I'm just, I've always had Top Gun for uh, Golden Reel and this. So if it wins both of them, then I'm just going to keep it in sound. <laughs> uh, next up, film animation, sound mixing. The nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, Lightyear, Turning Red, and Minions, The Rise of Gru, and I have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yes. Not much to say. Just the It's the only animated movie this year, I think, or last year. Uh, film documentary sound mixing. Nominees are Moon Age Daydream, Louis Armstrong's Black and Blue, Goodnight Oppie, Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Song, A Journey, A Song, and The Volcano, Rescue from Wakari. And I have Moon Age Daydream winning. Yes. Louis Armstrong's Black and Blues in second. A lot of music in that one, too. For TV movie miniseries sound mixing, Obi-Wan, Moon Knight, Cabinet of Curiosities, Prey, and Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, and I have Obi-Wan. Same. Sure. Not much to say about these. One hour sound mixing on TV. Stranger Things, White Lotus, Sicily, Better Call Saul, Severance, and Ozark, and Stranger Things I have winning here. It's great sound, beautiful sound. Same. Was awesome. It was so good in the second season. Uh, fourth season, whatever. Uh, TV half-hour sound mixing. The nominees are Barry, The Bear, What We Do in the Shadows, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and Only Murders in the Building. And I have The Bear winning. Um, I have Barry. Barry's first in the odds. Uh, I figured he would have Barry. I think the bear sound is great. And they do a lot of... Uh, I didn't say it wasn't. It's great. I, that's, I, I also get the sense, and this will actually carry over when we do the Writers Guilds, the bear seemingly is a guild fave or the industry is very excited about this show. It is. And so I think it could win here. Uh, and that's it. So that's our sound. So we separate a lot on that. So I can end up really tanking to the delight of our commenters. I'm sure. Uh, American society of cinematographers are next choice. This one's on Sunday. There's three things on Sunday. Ace Eddie awards in the writer's guild as well. Okay. American society of cinematographers. First up, feature film cinematography. The nominees are Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, The Batman, Bardo, and Empire of Light. And I have Elvis winning. You're just like in the tank for Elvis. Remember when you had it winning six Oscars? I still have it winning a decent amount of Oscars. <laughs> I, I mean, I think most people like have around three for it, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I, I can't decide between Top Gun and Bardo here. Okay. I, I currently have Top Gun. I might switch to Bardo before. Why Bardo? Because it's you know it's beautiful, and it's Darius. Um, and I mean I don't really think they care. Like like it matters that Top Gun was snubbed at the Oscars, because the Oscar winner probably 
was snubbed here. Right. All quiet. So, um, and yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's hard to say if they're just gonna go with Top Gun as a lot of people have done this season so far. And they should. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Elvis because I think Mandy Walker could win uh, at the Oscars as well. And so I think we're just going to like kind of start pushing these through. Uh, and you're right. All Quiet is not here. And that is probably going to win the Oscars. Certainly is top two at the Oscars. So kind of going with the other, in my mind, the, the potential upset at the Oscars here for me. Uh, for feature documentary cinematography, there are three nominees. All That Breathes, Chef's Table Pizza, and This Stolen Country of Mine. I have All That Breathes winning. Same. For one-hour series cinematography, commercial, Better Call Saul, The Old Man, Interview with the Vampire, Snowfall, and Snowpiercer, and I have Better Call Saul winning. I do too. It probably won't win because it never wins anything. Nothing. So what is actually going to um, win? <laughs> uh, I have the old man in second. Yes. Um, I guess he like interviewed the vampire winning too. Um, and Snowfall, which won last year. Mm -hmm. um, BCS uh, is nominated for the series finale. So amazing hour of television or more than an hour of television. Um and black and white so asc does love black and white that's why i got it in there but. um yeah but i like i have no expectations <laughs> me neither i was like it's not gonna win but i'll put it there it's first on our odds uh next for one hour series cinematography non-commercial the nominees are house of the dragon the lord of the tides house of the dragon the green council the marvelous mrs Maisel. how do you get to carnegie hall westworld and these follies the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Everything is Belmore, and 1899, The Calling. And I have The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, How Do You Get to Carnegie Hall winning here? I have House of the Dragon, The Lord of the Tides. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel always does really well at cinematography, and this finale was really good. That was my take. It does. I have it in second. I think it could win. I just think, uh, I think it's won twice already here, maybe? Um, This... I don't know if this it's won a bunch of Emmys. No, I don't know. Well, they, they've changed the the category yeah. names too, but right. I don't it's definitely won a bunch of Emmys, so that's why I, I don't have. think it's won here yet. Like I think the crown has been in a bunch of times. That's true. And handmaids. Anyway, I think it can win here. I think the Lord the House of the Dragon ones maybe cancel each other out, though you could say the Mrs. Maisel ones would cancel each other out, but the finale I thought was pretty uh significant. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I For mean, Lord of the Tides was one of their uh, better received True. episodes. Uh, for TV, movie, miniseries, or pilot cinematography, the nominees are Winning Time, The Old Man, The Cabinet of Curiosities, The Autopsy, Cabinet of Curiosities, The Outside, and Lost Ollie. I have Winning Time. Same. I've interviewed that cinematographer. Great so have work. I, not for this. It's great. What's his name, Joyce? Nate, I think. No, Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd. That's Nate. Right. It's uh Todd uh Banazi. I was thinking Nate uh Bart Bartadzi, who I think is a comic. Wow. Todd. Todd, what is his name? Banazi. Yes. Wow, rude. I guess it was a very memorable It was a year ago. He was wonderful. Ago. And I actually Hey, listen, I talked to him for Hustlers, and that was three years we ago. We talked about Hustlers because that's like Hustlers rules. <laughs> Totally justice for hustlers. The guy's awesome and winning time rules. Half hour series cinematography. The nominees are a new jazz episode of Atlanta, Barry Hacks, Russian Doll, and Atlanta's Andrew Weth, Alfred's World. And I have Barry winning. I do too for Carl Hersey, the finale. Um, it lost the Emmy to a different Atlanta episode, Three Slaps. Yes. So, um, and to other Atlanta episodes are nominated here um but I got I'm gonna go with my guy Barry he's great I think I think it will win too uh that's the cinematography society American Society of Cinematography excuse me next Ace Eddie Awards we keep on rolling 
Film drama editing. The nominees are Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, All Quiet on the Western Front, Tar, and Women Talking. And I have El uh, Top Gun Maverick winning. Yes. Uh, favorite at the Oscars. Though I think this movie will win in the next category. Film comedy, musical editing. Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inisherin, Glass Onion, Triangle of Sadness, and The Menu. And I have Everything Everywhere All at Once winning. Yes. Another guild win. How many guild wins is this movie going to get? All of them. It's one at every guild it's been nominated at, except um, sound editors, I Incredible. think. Incredible. Yeah. Guild fame. Uh, so it seems like the industry really likes it, Joyce. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Film animation editing. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Marcel the Show and Shoes on. Puts in Boots, The Last Wish, Turning Red, and The Bad Guys. And I have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Same. For film documentary editing, and that means our Moon Age Daydream, Fire of Love, All the Beauty in the Bloodshed, Navani, and Goodnight Oppie, and I have Fire of Love winning here. Um, I thought about that because um, it's archival. Um, but I have Moon Age Daydream. I also thought, again, while it lost uh, the PGA Awards, it was a DGA winner, and I just felt like the the technical aspects of the movie people enjoy. I don't know. So I think it could win here. I do think it could still win at the Oscars. Uh, for TV drama editing, the nominees are Severance, The We We Are, Andor, Euphoria, The Theater and It's Double, Euphoria, Stand Still Like a Hummingbird, and Severance, In Perpetuity, and I have Euphoria, The Theater and It's Double winning. Same. It won at the Emmys. I've interviewed that group of editors. They're amazing. And that episode is so good. Uh, I think the We We Are is a really close could easily win because it is notably in exciting for severance i would say the pacing um, is great. yeah it's good pacing because it's only like 41 minutes and, and um, the cross cutting between uh all the the times and the the the, the narratives are really in, in, incredible but i think the theater and its double is awesome so like i was i wasn't gonna predict severance here anyway but i feel like this entire <laughs> time or like the last six months um it like everyone's just been over predicting severance and it hasn't really won anything right you and know meanwhile euphoria is winning like dga award you know what i mean like i think euphoria is definitely an yeah like well. like the globes too like i think i i didn't predict it to win anything i was like either i'm very wrong or very right and i was very right because right. <laughs> it was like predicting when like drama series i mean i don't think anyone had house of the dragon to be fair but um and i didn't have any faith that they would actually give it to better call Saul. but right. i was just like i don't it's like severance didn't seem like a thing they would go mm -hmm. for at the globes and yeah um and you know it like like you said like it also lost dga um stuff so i think it's like a consistent nominee um at all these places you know, SAG too. I I think um, some people had a winning, um, uh, or a predicting like Adam too. If you were, you know, you know, like they're not going to give it to like Bob Odenkirk, but yeah, like it hasn't hasn't won anything major yet. So, um, next up, TV comedy series, single camera editing. The nominees are The Bear, Barry for Seven Ten North, Only Murders, Barry for Starting Now, and Atlanta. And I have The Bear winning. Um, I have Barry for Seven Ten North. Gotta I thought about the bear. Um, it the nominee is um the premiere. Yeah, not review. Which is uh an explosive. Which is the, the 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 seventh episode, the yeah. one one take. Yeah. Uh, no, I think the bears. I think the bear could win, and I like I said, I think it's a guild. It seems like it's becoming an industry fave, but I would not be surprised if Barry won either. Uh, for TV comedy, multi-camera editing, How I Met Your Father, The Connors, and The Neighborhood, and I have How I Met Your Father. Same. For best limited series editing, the nominees are White Lotus Sicily, Abduction, White Lotus Sicily, Arriva Derci, Station Eleven, Obi-Wan, and Gaslit. And I have White Lotus Sicily, Abduction. I think that's the penal anti-penultimate episode or the penultimate episode. I forget which one. but um, I couldn't decide between them i have a riva dirty which is the finale um it, 
it's possible that they split the vote. Yeah, I have Station Eleven in third. Yes. Um, I mean, it can overcome a vote split. It, but I, I don't like the editing on that show is not. The, I mean, we've talked about this. That the show is like about its writing and the cast. Right. Not necessarily like other technical aspects. Like it's not like the editing is bad. Um, so I, I, I thought the. The reason I picked abduction is because that is definitely the, I think the most tension filled hour of the season, if I remember correctly. And so I think that is done through the editing, certainly. And yeah, it's kind of like, I might switch to it because it's like last year when um, Illusions from Mayor won and it beat itself, it beat Fathers mm-hmm. another episode. Um, so I don't know. For best TV movie editing, the nominees are Weird, The Alyankovic Story, Prey, Fire Island, Jazz Man's Blues, and Hocus Pocus 2. I have Prey winning. Um, I have Weird. Mm-hmm. I have Weird in a lot of these TV movie categories. It's done pretty well. And I'm also like, I don't know if they're really thinking that much about this. Categories. And if they're not, <laughs> they're looking at our site and seeing weird at the top and they're just like weird. That's what I honestly I think could be happening for some of these because it's always first in the odds and then it just wins. But I thought Prey would win because it's an action movie and the editing is good. So who can say? It's second in the odds. Uh and then variety special or series. Last week tonight with John Oliver, a black lady sketch show, and my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman. And I have last week tonight with John Oliver winning same and that is the editors congratulations to the winners and finally joyce we have the writers guild awards a big one we'll be talking so many so many ineligible scripts the most ineligible scripts you will not see banshees of inishare in here or Or all quiet no so for film original screenplay the nominees are everything everywhere all at once tar the fablemans the menu and nope and I have everything everywhere all at once winning. Yes. I have the Fablemans in second for our boy, Tony Kushner. Um, I have that in third. I have Tar in second. I don't even think if, if Banshees were here, I still think everything everywhere would be winning. So I don't think it's going to win the Oscar. I, I think there's just steamrolling <laughs> now. I don't know. I guess Banshees could win, but I think you're right. It would win here even if it was against Banshees. Uh, for film adapted screenplay, the nominees are Women Talking, Glass Onion, Top Gun Maverick, She Said, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And Joyce, I did it. I have Top Gun Maverick winning. I have Glass Onion. I have Women Talking in second. I have She Said in third, Glass Onion in fourth. But I could make a case for all four of them winning. She Said is winning a special award, so that's why I was like, it probably won't win this. Uh, but I have Top Gun. You have Glass Onion. Uh, either one could win. And Women Talking. I I just feel like i mean woman talking is still in first right yes glass onion second top gun and third yeah like i can see i thought about top gun too i just went with glass onion because they like comedies um like borat one this this race actually reminds me of the borat race because that year i think uh the predicted winner was one in miami yes and then like the other nominees were like ma rainey um hold on let me see uh ma rainey news of the world and the white tiger so just like you know some no one care films like the industry just did not care for these (laughs) you don't remember the white tiger great uh... listen i predicted the white tiger uh oscar nomination so Mm -hmm. but uh yeah and i like one night miami just felt like the it it felt like a winner right it was like based on a play and everything and then borat won so and then last year they in original they went with don't look up (laughs) so that's actually why i have well Um, i think glass onion qualifies too that's why i have top gun yeah that's like that's like glass onion comedy they also went with eighth grade um four years ago for bo burnham and then uh he iconically said have fun at the oscars losers when he accepted it so that that be green book um but yeah, this is a, a pretty open category. And I just, I don't know. Like, I would love to see Women Talking win, but it just, it's got no heat behind it. 
it doesn't seem the interest it doesn't seem like the industry is really interested in it despite the uh francis mcdormand and, and sarah Polly interview in vanity fair this week it's like yeah and i don't even if it won this i don't know if i would predict it for the oscar no i'm not at all predict even i if have all quiet winning, right now. i would have all um, quiet winning yeah, yeah no doubt i think all quiet's gonna win very handily at the oscars but i think top gonna win because while you could go like comedy it, it i mean glance on him easily could win too but those are to me the most populist movies that have a legitimate shot no offense to black panther and i just feel like they don't mind going populist here and like popular and no and i love the top gun script um it gets a bad rap um because people just think it's just like an action film Mm -hmm. um but you know so um if you follow the academy on instagram for the past couple weeks they've been highlighting uh the screenplay nominees and they'll do a reel um like a split screen with the scene and then the script scrolling through it so I always, you know, when I'm scrolling, I always stop and watch because it's like I like reading scripts and seeing sure. like what the stage directions are and what words were dropped or lines were changed. And what was funny was for the Glass Onion one, the, the scene they use and most of the scenes that they use are like two minutes long. The Glass Onion one was like 30 seconds because the scene was um, when uh, Daniel Craig says to Kate Hudson when they're outside, like, oh, uh, it's a mistake to think uh, uh, speaking without thought as a uh, speaking the truth you know that line paraphrasing mm-hmm. and that was that was a whole scene it was like 30 seconds the top gun scene they used was the Iceman scene they played the entire scene it's like five minutes long i was Amazing. like this is insane and like uh, and then i looked at like all the other ones that they did because they had other ones after that too including women talking and all those scenes are just like two minutes long but the, the top gun one was the entire Iceman scene <laughs> They're right, and they should say it. That's yeah, and I and I sat there for the entire five minutes, <laughs> watched awesome. the whole reel. It's an incredible movie. Uh, the the ending went viral again the other day, where where it's like it's what my dad would have done. That's it. When this should win everything. It's just the best movie. Did you cry? So good. I almost did tear up watching the stupid scene. It's so good. The movie is so good. I don't care. Uh, it should win. Uh, so those are the movie ones for documentary screenplay choice. The nominees are Moon Age, Daydream, Downfall, The Case Against Boeing, Last Flight Home, Second Chance, and Viva Maestro. And I have Moon Age, Daydream winning, but I'm not totally convinced. And I think Last Flight Home could maybe win. But anyway, I have Moon Age, Daydream. I have that in second. I have Moon Knight winning. I don't, yeah, I have a lot of Moon uh, Moon Age, Moon Knight, Moon Age, Daydream wins here. Me too. But I'm not <laughs> sure if the industry really cared, <laughs> liked it that much. I guess they did. Well, uh, the Oscars didn't. The Oscars did not. No. Uh, for TV comedy series, this is a, a competitive category. The nominees are Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Hacks, Barry, and Only Murders in the Building. And I have The Bear winning. Same. I have Hacks in second. I think Hacks could even win. I would not be shocked. Hacks won last year. Yeah. Um, And I called it. Because I was like, I think it could beat Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I just think the industry really likes the bear and I think the writing on the show is sharp and the newer thing and it's hacks could easily win again. But I think because the bear is like slightly newer and, you know, people like being distracted by new things, it could win. I, I think um, we talked about this the other day uh, with SAG or last week, I guess when we were doing predictions and why I wasn't predicting Quinta Brunson and um, I just, I, I feel like Abbott hasn't really performed that well at the guilds. No. Um, and so it, I, I feel like what it, you know, it winning SAG makes sense, right? Like SAG ensemble, like it's such, that's like the perfect ensemble show or it's the most ensemble of the nominees too. Um, and I, I understand it's, pga lost too um because yeah like people love the bear and yeah and abbott also wasn't nominated at dga either um the bear was so this um they also haven't awarded a broadcast show in like 10 years or Mm -hmm. 11 years um modern family was the last one so yep everything's 2012 I, I totally agree with all this. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I think they'll just go with the bear. <laughs> yep. Uh, for drama series choice, nominees are Better Call Saul, Severance, The Crown, Yellow Jackets, and Andor. And I have Better Call Saul winning. I do too, obviously. Um, and again, I don't feel good about it, but so, like, I like, what else am I going to do? Like, so what would really I'm not going to, this is my, my last hurrah with them. I'm not going to betray them. What, what would really win? I don't really know because again, like we said, like Severance is kind of, you know, um, always the bridesmaid. I, I put and Yellow Jackets in second. I have Yellow Jackets in second too. And I think Yellow Jackets could win here very easily. Um, um, the Crown but, has won before, but as we've said about this past past season, you know, not their best. No, I, I really get to Yellow Jackets winning. I might actually move it into first, but I'll stick with Better Call Saul just because. It, it, uh, it really should win. I mean, like, the writers of all people should really that's what i was thinking appreciate but, the show yeah um yeah and it it sucks because it's not even like on an american's level with them because the americans has won twice here um including for its last season but it won before that so i'm just like guys uh for new <laughs> new tv series and nominees are abbott elementary severance the bear and or and bad sisters and i have the bear winning same a lot of people have Abbott Elementary winning comedy and and new series, and I think they will be wrong because uh, I think the Bear wins both of those. Um, even if one show doesn't win both of those, I think the Bear would win this. And like, if if you want to, you know, spread the wealth, then yeah. I I would do Abbott and comedy and Bear and new. Right. So, but I have Bear in both of them. Uh, next up is tv variety talk series and these are john oliver john stewart late night with seth myers jimmy kimmel samantha b full frontal charlamagne the god and tuning out the news and i have john oliver for last week tonight winning same nothing to say um i mean last year was exciting because conan won yes yeah um john oliver hasn't won in a couple years so i feel like they might just go back to him seems like it would none of the other shows feel really buzzy to me That's i mean i would love to see seth win me too but i don't think i feel like seth should have won two years ago i i have him in second because i'm me too actually but i don't think, I think most people have, probably have john stewart in second yeah uh for tv variety sketch series the nominees are snl inside amy schumer and the and pause with sam joy and i have snl winning Yes. Nothing else to say. And then for TV limited series, I have it's the White Lotus Sicily, the Dropout, Fleischman is in trouble, Pam and Tommy in the staircase, and I have the White Lotus Sicily winning. Um. Yes. So I have Fleischman in trouble in second. Uh, yes. Would love to see it, but I don't think anything can stop Mike White from winning for writing. Love to see White Lotus in different genres everywhere. So it's amazing. Still in limited here. It's amazing. For TV movie, the nominees are Weird, The Alyankovic Story, Heart of the Matter, Ray Donovan, the movie, Honor Society, and Torn Hearts. And I have Weird winning. Again, Weird. I just have it. The Guild bunch loves of places. It. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's the Writers Guild Award. So we did it, Joyce. We went through all of the predictions. So nothing really, nothing really wild here, I would say. No, and I don't even know, like, what would really shock me. Um, Nothing. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to, like, um, I guess if, like, like nope won, but it's not going to win. It's not beating everything everywhere. I mean, but, if everything ever lost at any of these things that it's up for, I would be shocked, frankly. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked at like anything winning and adapted, I guess, maybe except she said and Black Panther, but. Um... I wouldn't even be shocked at she said winning because I think the writers guild didn't really like that seemingly, but um... I don't think Black Panther would win, frankly. And then, no, that's, it's obviously just a filler nominee because of the ineligible scripts. Correct. And yeah, like no, the, like comedy series, I would be completely fine with any of those five nominees winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, drama. I mean, honestly, I could see Andor winning. 
that too. I have it in fifth, but great writing and a very claimed writer involved. So mm-hmm. why not? Uh, Joyce, we could we, we could do some uh, listener emails. We got. I remembered this week. You can email us at slugfest at goldderby.com. Here is Jess K. They write, if Steven Spielberg doesn't win Best Director, isn't it fair to say voters might be more willing to grant John Williams a legacy win for The Fablemans in Best Score? Even though The Fablemans' momentum has slowed, it's still beloved, and I think a win for John Williams would be a way to show it some love without really taking away from the more adored films like Everything Everywhere, Banshees, Top Gun, Elvis. Do you agree? That's Jess K. Um, I think that is a very idealized situation. <laughs> As I, said, I love the Fablemans. I would love to see it win an Oscar. I don't really think that's going to happen. But I agree score is the best spot for it. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen either, but it would be great, right? Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, I, I think, I don't even know where I have John Williams. I might have him in fifth. I don't even know. (laughs) I just, I don't think they care. Honestly, I don't think they think that way really. And, um, maybe even like, uh, I don't know, maybe it would have like a better shot if like everything everywhere wasn't in the category too like that's the stronger movie all quiet this is the stronger movie i have all quiet winning i have um, all quiet winning too it's a weird category because like you said like everything everywhere shouldn't have even gotten in basically based on the other scores that missed i would say like we didn't none of that i don't think a lot of people predicted the score would get in so that it got in shows that the industry just and the academy specifically was like over the moon about this movie and then it could easily win but then by being there right but like it's not a part of the movie that I think people were really excited by. And then Babylon has won a lot. Justin Hurwitz has won a lot, but no one really thinks that it doesn't seem like it would be like weird if that one, I think, because the movie is just totally MIA. I don't know. All quiet. Yeah, And it's like the only um, non best picture nominee in there. Cause the other one's Banshees. Right. Uh, and I love that score too, but I don't think Carter Burrell's winning. No. So I, <laughs> I guess if you really want, if you're a voter and you really want to vote for Fablemans somewhere, you do that. But I don't think most of them think too hard about this. And I don't think so either. But I could, here's the thing I guess I could see. And reason why maybe it could win or maybe Babylon could end up winning is because, like you said, there are four Best Picture nominees in there. And if you're just like a fan of those, you might just be like, well, I'll just pick this. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could have, it's easy to imagine that being a very, very close race. And then like maybe Justin Hurwitz actually does win because Babylon is just like the odd person, odd movie out. And there's more support around him rather than like the diffuse support of the other four. I don't know. But even then I don't think John Williams would win because I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they see that as like a consolation prize for the no. Babelmans because Steven is not, gonna win director yeah i i think like we like on the outside think about this more because you know if you're a fan of the fablemans you you want it to win something you don't want it to go home empty-handed right so you try to figure out scenarios where it can win something um and i i don't really think it can (laughs) fortunately i like where else can it win i i don't think it's gonna win at all i think it's gonna go over yeah uh, which will be but it's it's a what the first tiff winner since 2011 to not win an oscar mm-hmm. or it will be um so uh next yeah, the, the tiff what, what was the tiff top three they didn't do that well hmm. it was see. like glass onion right wasn't that runner-up yeah and then was it woman talking i want to say it was people's choice of let me see oh fableman's woman talking glass onion so those three not great, Bob. Yeah. So uh, next up, this one comes from Richard. You can email us at slugfest at goldderby.com, by the way. Thanks for your informative and knowledgeable Oscar videos. One of the best moments for me came recently when Chris mentioned Lincoln losing to Argo for screenplay. 
I think it was said, quote, no offense, but get right the fuck out, which I just loved and inspired me to write in because for years I've still been livid about this. Just compare the dialogue on knowing true North and Lincoln to Argo fuck yourself. I mean, come on. To me, this is the most insulting Oscar win of recent history, meaning it makes me the angriest still to this day. Now, whenever there is a win, a terrible win, I mutter to my wife, Argo, fuck yourself during the Oscar broadcast. Uh, so my question is, what Oscar win made you the most insulted and angry? Not the most egregious or confusing snub, but what win still pisses you off most to this day? Thanks, Richard in West Virginia. I love the connection between uh, Tony Kushner um, if these two questions. You knew I was going to read this one. <laughs> Richard, you had to know we were going to Tony Kushner's high rise here. But uh, what would you say, Joyce? That, um, hmm. I mean, a lot of them. Um, I, I don't, I don't agree with most Oscar picks because we just don't have the same taste. <laughs> at all um i uh you know um i've said before like i love the screenplay categories and i thought they were doing a pretty good job in the 2010s in original screenplay um until green book yeah uh i'll go to that same Actually, no, it's not the same ceremony, is it? Uh, I, I don't know what you're going to say. So. <laughs> yeah, it is the same ceremony. Uh, I'll go with the uh, Rami Malek winning Best Actor uh, over Bradley Cooper. That to me is... An, you're, just, you're just never going to let this go. I will never let it go, ever in a million years. It's a it's just a travesty. No offense to Rami Malek, who is a fine actor, but Bradley Cooper in Star is Born is such an obvious Oscar winner, and he's so good in the movie, and it will stand the test of time in a way that the Bohemian Rhapsody performance maybe will not uh, as much, and neither will the movie. But So I still don't understand how that happened. I mean, honestly, you could say that uh, about... Uh most of Bo Reps wins like the editing win <laughs> uh um yikes yeah I don't I mean I don't even know who what I voted for in best actor that year I I feel neither here nor there for any of them so maybe I would have abstained <laughs> wow Bradley yeah, like Bradley. a lot of people like stand Bradley and I'm like sure I mean he was good but so good. I'm not obsessed with it like you are obsessed he's one of my favorite actors i can't not wait for maestro it is like my most one of my most anticipated maybe even more than killers of the flower moon which is shocking as like the number one scorsese fan on earth uh but i can't wait for maestro uh here's another one joyce from dan i don't believe we read this one i was saving it so uh big fan of your discussions Best Actress was so competitive this season with a wide range of great performances from actresses. And I was wondering what each of your personal Best Actress lineups would look like. I realize this is a tough question on the spot. So if it is in too inconvenient, here are some performance. What are some performances that you feel deserve more attention? And then Dan's favorite lineup would be Kate Blanchett, Emma Thompson, Tang Wei, Dale Dickey in A Love Song, and Andrea Riseborough in Two Leslie um i don't know i've never i'm not one of those people who makes their own lineups <laughs> i don't do it either but i can do it uh for purposes here <laughs> um well my favorite performance of the year in best actress was kate blanchett so right her um i also like tong Wei, so i would do her too okay so here's my five Okay. <laughs> I just came up with. <laughs> and no order, really. This is just off the top of my head. Uh, Kiki Palmer for Nope, I would say is a lead, and I would have she her in. She is a lead. So I would put her in. Uh, Thusa Mabedu for The Woman King, also a lead, also would be in. I like Viola Davis, but I thought Thusa Mabedu was like way more impressive to me and had more tricky material to play. She was awesome. Margot Robbie in Babylon, she's fucking ruled. Uh, Cape Blanchett for Tar, undeniable. And Camila Mendes in Do Revenge, iconic performance. 
so good. Easily one of the best performances of the year. She's so funny. It's a perfect performance. Um. Okay, so I have two. I don't. What? <laughs> um. You know what? I'll do t- uh two so too because she got no love this season. Viola got enough nominations, even though she didn't. She was get great. Yeah. So good. It just paid dust, even in supporting. Frauded and supporting. <laughs> Couldn't even get it frauded. It's a joke. Got nothing. Um. Wait. So that's three. <laughs> I need two more. Um, what else did I like this year? I don't. Mm. Um. Oh, I'll do um J Law for my fave Causeway. Oh, good. J Law is great. Yeah, I love I love her in that mode, in her indie mode. So good. Yeah, and um. I don't know. Um. Yikes. Andrew uh, Riceborough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like I enjoyed her. Um, I don't know if I would vote for her. No. So. Um, I don't know. Who else did I like? I'm trying to think of other movies. I know, me too. I'm like, what else did I watch? But then I like I think of something, I'm like, no, like, like I didn't enjoy them that much. <laughs> 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 like they're not bad, but like not my fave. Not my fave. Um a lot of not my faves this year. Am I just gonna have a four person lineup? You could have know? Michelle Williams for Fableman. That's true. I could do her. Yeah, you know what? I'll just do her. Um, since you know, everyone got their panties in a twist about her going lead. Yes. Yeah, I'll defend her. It's fine with me. I love that. Uh, all right. I don't think I have any other ones that we haven't done. Let me see. Let's see. No one sent anything in the past week. <laughs> no, they have. Uh. Here's here's just a information dump from Steven. I'll read this one because he wrote, was kind enough to write in. Maybe it'll help us with some picks. Uh, he writes, first and foremost, I've listened to you both religiously this past year and I can never get enough. Before I get into some Oscar conversation, I wanted to point out that I re-listened to your early Oscar predictions episode from last oh, year God. and it is absolute gold. LOL. I was dying at the conversation you two were having. The way you both would laugh anytime everything ever was mentioned as a nominee. Please do a commentary episode before the Oscars. I would love to hear your thoughts while you re-listen. Um, I don't know. We we need to do a, a review of it. We, we could probably do that when we do our early picks for next year. I thought we would do it when we did our early picks, but I did pull up. I think I have here. Hang on. I got to find it because I, I have it in a spreadsheet. Our... Uh, our picks from like March 30th, yeah. 2022. It's amazing. Hold on. Okay. So I'll just do those quick here. Early Oscar picks from March of 2022. My best picture lineup was Armageddon Time, Babylon, Empire of Light, The Fablemans, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Napoleon, neither of which exist, come out this year. Uh, she said, The Sun, White Noise, and The Woman King. Yikes. Wow. What is that? Like two? <laughs> Three? One. Right? It's just the Fablemans? None of these other ones got nominated. <laughs> what else? You just said the oh, you just had the Fablemans. Oh my gosh. And then you had uh I I know I had um PTA's favorite movie. You did you did one better than me, and you'll laugh what the one was. Your your best picture picks were Babylon, Empire of Light, The Fablemans, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things. She said the sun. 13 lives and I wrote down your quote was this is my basic pick it was white noise and women talking so you got two out of 10 in March and I got one out of 10 for for best director another hilarious we don't have to do all these maybe we could uh you wrote I had Damien Chazelle Maria Schrader for she said Scorsese Spielberg and Gina Prince Bythewood so I got one again and you also got one. You know, Damien Chazelle, Park Chan-wook, Martin Scorsese, Spielberg, and Florian Zeller. I went hard on the sun. I remember that. For actor in March, I had Coleman Domingo for Rustin, which was bumped to this year. Colin Firth for Empire of Light, when he was not even in it for more than five minutes. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Joaquin Phoenix for Napoleon. And Jesse Plemons for Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> and you had DiCaprio, Coleman Domingo... Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Hugh Jackman for The Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. So congratulations, yes. you got two out of yeah, the Yeah, because I was, I, I did Bill Nye uh, straight out of Sundance. Great, great note. For Best Actress in March, I had Olivia Coleman, 
and Viola Davis, Regina King for Shirley, Carrie Mulligan for She Said, and Margot Robbie for Babylon. <laughs> Woof. You had Naomi Ackie, Kate Blanchett, Olivia Coleman, Lily Gladstone for Killers of Flower Moon, and Margot Robbie. So you were on Kate early, which is smart. Love my Kate. Uh, check out this one for me in August. Wow. Uh, supporting actor. Wait, in August? In I'm sorry. In March. I was I mean, almost we did like, do, we did do a, a refresh in August. We did it in August. I have that too. Uh, but for supporting actor in March, I had Paul Dano for the Fablelands, Leo for Killers of Flower Moon, Anthony Hopkins for Armageddon Time, Jeremy Strong for Armageddon Time, and Glenn Turman for Rustin. Yikes. You did not let go of Jeremy for a very, 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 very long time. I'll be vindicated because it is an all-time performance, but uh, no one cares about that movie. It doesn't exist. Uh, for March Supporting Actor, you had Paul Dano for The Fablemans, Willem Dafoe for Poor Things, De Niro for Killers of Flower Moon, Zen McGrath for The Sun, R.I.P. for The Sun, and then Brad Pitt for Babylon. <laughs> How do we, I mean, you know, with the movies that were bombed, like, is that a negative for us or i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh for supporting actress mine were march were julia butters for the fablemans i feel vindicated she was great in it she's not in very much lily gladstone for killers of flower moon for me zoe kazan for she said samantha morton for she said and michelle williams for the fablemans i had she said fever and you had jesse buckley patricia clarkson for she said laura Dern for the sun Gene Smart for Babylon and Michelle Williams for The Fable Wins. Amazing. When we got to August, we both did a little better because we had... Because we had everything everywhere. <laughs> everything everywhere was a lot more well-represented uh, in August, so... Um, that's, why, that's why it's fun to do it one year out. You yeah. don't know what's going to be moved. No. You don't know what's going to flop. We had a lot of flops. <laughs> so I was thinking when we do this again... We have to a well maybe we should actually chat before and agree on where we're putting people so we don't like do different categories just for our but own. But the purposes. Oscars can put them anywhere they want, so I don't think it matters. Okay, I thought it'd be more fun to get it like that, but okay. <laughs> uh, and that's it, I guess. Those are. I'll just copy and paste my Killers of Flower Moon picks over to this year. I will definitely have Napoleon well represented next year as well, or this year as well. Uh, all right, Joyce. Well, that's it. So those are our our big picks. So we'll be on again uh, on Sunday night. Talk about the WGA Awards. To watch the Bear win two awards? Yes. To watch Glass Onion or Top Gun win? Yes. <laughs> or Women Talking win, maybe. Uh, all right. Well, I'll talk to you then. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.